TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The TMZ report on Tiger, his DUI, they said he was he reeked of alcohol and all of that stuff and right. the breathalyzer. Right, right. Um, so that was totally off. So that was the one I was referring to in talking about how the Justin Bieber story might not be 100% true because we just got burned <laughs> from the old TMZ Tiger story. And Cambro86 tweets us, said, Beaver's face will be buried back in a bong by Labor Day. <laughs> but he could still... That's so wrong. He could still... What? He could still smoke it, praise the Lord. Right. Come on. It comes from the Mother Earth. <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't, you you don't believe mean... in creationism? He, he, he created it. <laughs> Blame it on him. Just like the music, yeah, you can have both. And Jesus was a junkie, baby. He had to be to put up with all this. <laughs> That's what Richard Pryor said. Oh, okay. It was a Richard Pryor line. Yeah. He should have said, like Richard Pryor said. Well, I said it after the fact. Yeah, no, I, I know. how I want to say it. No, I, but I'm, I'm just saying everybody horse, got freaked you out. hold the tail. <laughs> you have had a lot of horse references over the years. Uh, grow up Here in on, Texas on around horses. Geo and Jones. Yeah. No, I was I was a little bit concerned that you were saying that Jesus was the junkie, not Why? Richard Pryor. I can say it too. No, Why I know can you, I say it. I know you can, but it was everybody just, gonna get upset. I'm just the here. The religious I'm, zealots gonna be upset. And they're just, gonna protest CBS Sports Radio. Let maybe, them protest. Maybe they will. Jesus was a junkie, baby. <laughs> I got <laughs> from a horse a couple years ago. It felt great. It did. <laughs> <laughs> If someone just turned in, tuned into us for the first time, how confused they would be. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we talk sports here on Geo and Jones. Sometimes. Occasionally. So this Hugh Freeze story was something that captivated the world of college football at the end of last week. And any time that you are a hypocrite, a Bible-thumping person who then turns out to be the opposite of that in real life, Things will come back to bite you. And we saw that with his Twitter account. We read a lot of his old tweets, how funny they are when we find out the escort story. Yeah. And now there's some audio that has emerged from July 14th, before all this happened. Mm -hmm. And this is from the great Jason Romano Sports Spectrum podcast. And Hugh Freeze was talking about how sometimes that, that pull of sin... It just it grabs you, it, 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 and, and and you can't ungrab it. That's right. So uh, here is, and it starts getting good to you. Well, yeah, well let's let and it you keep it. allowing it to grab you. Mm. So here it is. This is Hugh Freeze on the Jason Romano Sports Spectrum podcast, talking about just that. You know, I went through a period of man, was my faith genuine then? Because I, I shouldn't be dealing with with all of this, and it took uh, it took me talking a lot with my mentors to really understand, you know, the battle with the, the sin nature will never go away. And, 
you know, it's only by God's grace that uh, that we can overcome that. Hmm. It never goes away. Gee, I just give in to it sometimes. Cause it, it, why fight it? And so did Hugh. Yeah, I mean, yep. it never goes away. And sometimes you got to lean on your mentor, Bambi. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Ben, uh, you got to lean on him. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Bambi. Ah, this is a Coach Freeze again <laughs> looking for Bambi. By God's grace. Can I get Bambi again? Mm. <laughs> yep, same place, same price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, Mr. Freeze. That's right. <laughs> You know why they call me Freeze, don't you? Cold in name only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, a guy who still got his job is Jim Harbaugh, and it's Big Ten Media Days, and their day or days, I don't know. They have more than one day, too. They don't have four. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> He's the only guy worth paying attention to that's going to say anything interesting. So he did talk about a lot of the things that happened last year. The trip this past year. Italy. Right. And yeah. and he said that last year's crappy finish should be a, a catalyst for them to come out like a house on fire this year. Lost three out of the last four games. I mean, okay, good. Maybe that'll motivate us to put more into it. You know, coach better, play better, train harder, uh, put more of our heart into you know, each and every one of those ball games. You're a believer in that, that the end of a season, because this is a conversation that comes up in sports a lot, where momentum from the end of a season could carry over into the next season if it ended poorly, or the fact that you end with a bad taste in your mouth, you can come back and be more focused like Jim Harbaugh talked about. The the latter. The latter, because once you have that success, the key and the, the huge hurdle is to not get soft with success. But if you're coming off a, a poor season and you go through a, a rigorous offseason, yes, the memory and the pain of that poor season, the way you ended a season, and then that coupled with a, a, a difficult offseason in which you work your butt off and you start to rebuild that confidence, those can uh, can assist as you move into the next season. Yeah, because you don't forget about you know being below 500. Not that Michigan was there, but I'm speaking for myself. Um, my junior year, you end up five and six. Senior year, you go on and and and, and win the conference. So uh, yes, it can uh, definitely help. And Jim Harbaugh also had some fun. He was yelling in a hallway amongst reporters, saying, "This is how a quarterback should sound. Mm-hmm. They should have fun screaming. Be loud. It's really easy. Ha! Be loud. You know, <laughs> blue eighty, blue eighty. That's the easiest thing about being a quarterback." This is Jim Harbaugh, the tour of the Jim Harbaugh tour. He loves it. Continued. It, it, ha! <laughs> ha! <laughs> I mean, think about it. Loosen his mind. He's, he's taking you behind the scenes, man. Giving you a little insight. Yeah. What it's like to be the quarterback. I know Blue Eddie! Blue Eddie! <laughs> I know I've brought this up before, but does it stop being cute this year if they don't have a spectacular season? Well, he's not going to change, and yes, everything gets old. Look at Les Miles, the eating of the grass, all the quirkiness, his idiosyncrasies. Yeah, everyone talked about that, but it became old uh, because he couldn't beat Alabama, lose to them five, six years in a row. Uh, You're not winning the conference. You're not winning your division. Uh, So, yes, it gets old. You can't find a quarterback. Really? You got all this other talent, but you don't have the one piece you definitely need. Uh, Even someone that's just, you know, just average. So, yes, it can grow old if you're not amassing wins and big wins. But he's a guy, I think, that as you've seen this team mature, I mean, they're still been pretty damn good. 
No, no they they're good. They haven't been a college football playoff right. team yet. But you're right. But you got to have a little patience. With it. If they have another year similar to last year, you can't be all that upset. They are damn good, and he also has yet to, to beat his arch rival. You have to win those games. Win your home games and beat your rivals and, and get to a bowl game. That used to be the standard. Now, he's getting to the bowl games. He's winning at home, but he can't beat Ohio State, or he's yet to beat Ohio State. He has to win that game. Yeah, and I think that, what was it, year three of Harbaugh and every place is a is generally a big one, right? I think that's the way it's been, both Stanford and, and yeah. with the San Francisco 49ers. Well, the 49ers, immediately, they turned around. Well, they turned around, but he, they went, I believe it was year but three, they went to the Super Bowl. His first year there, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl, but his first year there, they went to the NFC Championship game, didn't they? I believe they did. I think it might have been. Was it the second and the third was a Super Bowl, or did they go the three straight Bowl. championship games? I don't even remember. It's like ancient history, now. right? But but I think it was his third year that they went to the Super Bowl. That's why it's popping in my but head. But to immediately turn the team, the 49ers, into a playoff team, that was a miracle. <laughs> yeah. So first year he went all the way to the championship game. Right. Second year he went back there. Right. Then went to the Super Bowl and lost to his brother. The that second was, year. That was, second year. That was right. the second year. Oh, and then wasn't the even third year. He lost to Seattle again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did not qualify the fourth oh, okay. year. Right. right. Fourth year was when all the turmoil. So it was year two. All right. Yep. So he's already passed that. But, so we got to put the pressure on him now. <laughs> to get the the Super Bowl? He just wants to, get, wants to get to the playoffs. He wants to beat Ohio State. That's first and, and foremost. Just beat Ohio State. You have to beat your arch rival. You, you go back to Ohio State when John Cooper was there. John Cooper, stellar record uh, at Ohio State. Could he beat Michigan? No. That's why he was no longer the coach. Couldn't beat Michigan. Yeah, the phrase this year for Jim Harbaugh, he said, was strap on the iron jock. <laughs> That's what he said. I'm, I'm not I'm, making it up. I'm going to need one of those when Katya comes here. Uh, but <laughs> I don't even like big booties. Strap, I like her. <laughs> strap on the iron jock. Uh, That's is the, there going to be a whole bunch of kicking in the groin area? I is guess is so. Draymond Green going to be invited <laughs> to the game? Or what, what's the deal? Blue 80! Blue 80! <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't mince words, no. and, and, and he, he gives it to you straight, uh, if he gives it to you at all, uh, because he can be kind of uh, uh, cantankerous with the press. But uh, strap it on, then. <laughs> Save that. If the coach tells you to do that. <laughs> we got, we've got to drop for the rest of the year, that's for sure. <laughs> strap it on, then. Yeah. Coach right. says, I, now, I, he didn't go on to elaborate what that, that means. You, you've heard coaches say that all the time in, in, in terms of your helmets. Make sure you strap that chin strap on tight. You know, it's going to be a hard one after the day. You've heard that. But the iron jock, that's that's a first yeah. for me. <laughs> and me. Yeah. 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 Anybody else heard that one before? <laughs> all right. Nope. Uh, Michael Vick is a coaching intern. Yep with the Kansas City Chiefs this summer. And I think that he's going to be a terrible coach. And here are my reasons why. I think that anybody who lived on talent alone ends up being someone who can't coach. And the biggest example of this was told to me by none other than, I think, the greatest defensive player to play football in Mean Joe Green. Mm -hmm. Interviewed him once in Pittsburgh, and he talked about his time coaching and how he had a real rough time coaching yeah. because he couldn't understand why the players couldn't do the stuff that he did. <laughs> well, just do it like this. <laughs> just beat the double team. It was, it was second nature to him. Yeah. 
And Michael Vick, self-admittedly, has said that he never really practiced all that hard, never yeah. worked out all that much. Now, I do think there is something to be said about someone who learned their lesson and then goes back and then tells people, okay, you know, I didn't do this, so I know how important it is to do it. But someone like Michael Vick, I the, the things that he did were not coached to him. No. He was just pure athleticism. Right. So he might be someone that's cool to have around. The players are into it, and it lightens up training camp. And Michael Vick to other players has always been this guy that's like mesmerizing to them and what he's been able to do. But as far as his ability to coach, I would have major questions about it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. He's going to be an intern there with Kansas City uh, throughout their training camp. And uh, he and Andy Reid uh, have a relationship. So um, you would think he'd learned that, that, that getting a second bite at the apple after being in prison, uh, he, he had learned that he had to play the game or go about the game in a different way. First of all, those skills, much of his skills had eroded, so you're not going to be running around as much as you did when you were younger in the league. And uh, you've been out of the game for a couple years, so you think you'd have to lean more on the mental aspect than the athletic aspect, even as fine an athlete as, as he was. So uh, I'd be interested to see how it plays out because uh, you're correct. I mean, you sit and you look at – guys doing certain things and okay that looks pretty simple pretty rudimentary to me why is it not registering with this such and such player and, and that's why coaches go crazy uh, and, and they have been for a long long time and a lot of them have a little bit more patience than others uh, but uh, that's why you see them screaming and stammering around because uh, they, they know the way they want it done and it's not being done that way especially you have to tell a guy multiple times uh, how to do it and, and Michael Vick is I got some other problems, you know, not just the Colin Kaepernick comments about cutting his afro and all that, which he tried to walk back. You know, he's being inducted into the Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame. And a lot of people who are opposed to this move because of the reason uh, he went to prison and, and, and the dog fighting and, and such. And, and, and I, I feel the same way about this as I did about those who were opposed to him being reinstated into the NFL. The guy did the crime. He did the time. And here's a guy that was raised in a certain environment where things that we know are wrong, well, they were looked upon as being right in, in, in the, the, the lay of the land there in his environment. Uh, and, and so uh, he paid for that. Now he's going to be inducted into the Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame. I had no idea what the hell Virginia Tech was until Michael Vick put them on the map. Yeah. So this is not about Michael Vick being inducted into the Humane Society. This is about Michael Vick being uh, rewarded for his athletic ability and, and putting the Hokies on the map. Because I didn't know what, still don't know what a damn Hokie is and hadn't heard of Virginia Tech until he did what he did. And, and, and so I, I think people, while they're not going to get past it, they act as if he got away with something. He didn't get away with a damn thing. He lost his freedom. He lost millions upon millions of dollars. And, yes, he did the time and he got another chance to play football, which is what – should happen, uh, and, and so quit putting or placing so much upon this induction into the uh, the sports hall of fame. It's about sports. It's about what he did on a playing field, not what he did off the playing field. And it's not like he got away scot free with uh, with uh, those crimes. And I think that the Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame is for Virginia Tech fans, and I think that Virginia Tech fans probably have real fond memories of Michael Vick at Virginia Tech. Yeah. So it's really for them. And it doesn't mean it's that whole deal where 
just because someone gets an honor, it doesn't make what he did in the past okay. You don't condone it. And, and Virginia it's Tech's not condoning it. Separate things. Yes. Putting him in the Hall of Fame because he was a really exciting football player for them. The most exciting that they've ever had. And no one had ever heard of Virginia Tech outside of Virginia Tech, outside of Blacksburg. I was laughing when you were talking, not by anything you said, but I caught a glimpse of the television in the studio of Lucky Whitehead, I guess, was on ABC News. Ah. And he had, he had a hat on that had a puppy on the... <laughs> oh. And I just started thinking about Google. Now, what was the name of his dog? Um, the real name? Blitz. Blitz. Yeah, Blitz. I ain't steal no dog <laughs> hat. I ain't stole no dog. <laughs> I ain't stole no puppy hat. What'd you, dog. What'd you name the dog? Yeah. Bugatti. Bugatti. And I named the other one Casino. <laughs> <laughs> got to get him on again. Yeah, we got to check in with Bugatti from again. time to time, man. And again. See what's, see what's happening. And again. I bet he feels sorry for Lucky. Yeah. I mean, that's a double whammy. You get your dog stolen, and then you get cut. Yep. His, his dog has his own Instagram account. Blitz does? Mm-hmm. Blitz too fast. Kyrie Irving, follow that one? <laughs> <laughs> Only 28 following. Oh, no, no, no. 8,000 followers. Oh, for the dog? Yeah. Well, it's a very famous dog now. But you know the dog is not. <laughs> Don't just stop. <laughs> People don't follow a dog on Instagram. They think the dog is posting pictures. They follow it because they want to see pictures of the dog. They just want to Sasha get Hoyer on? Yeah. I follow Bulldog accounts time to time. I follow. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I follow Husky's account. Yeah, yeah see? Right. You, I mean, you don't follow it because you actually think that the dog is, like, posting stuff with its paw, right? I mean, you, you do <laughs> it because you like it's, dog I saw, pictures. I saw a commercial with the dogs driving. Oh, did so maybe you? it's true. Maybe they do not yeah. post things. Okay, they're probably better at Instagram than I am. MLB trade deadline fast approaching. Bob Nightingale, he's going to join us next. Woo! This is Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. We learned in hour number one, Mr. Jones. I don't even like big booties. So Cam <laughs> Newton may be his man. The Panthers QB checked into training camp yesterday well under last year's playing weight. Head coach Ron Rivera's impressed. I think he came in or somewhere around 246 or something like that. So, um, yeah, pretty excited about you know where he is right now. And, again, he's been like this all offseason. He's had a very good offseason considering the fact he couldn't throw, but he worked very hard. Newton played last season around 260. He'll be on the field today for camp's first workout, but will be limited following offseason surgery for a torn rotator cuff. Chauncey Billups told a Denver radio station yesterday he was aware of Kyrie Irving's unhappiness when talking to the Cavaliers about their GM job. He also admitted to be worried about the organization's assets if LeBron left next summer. The Suns have been linked to the Cavs as they apparently explore options for Irving. Phoenix has reportedly told the fourth pick from June, Josh Jackson, he will not be included in any talks with Cleveland. So there are John Sterling home run calls. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. And then there's Matt Hicks on 105.3 The Fan down in Dallas. Here he drives one down the right field line. Home run number two tonight. Yes, sir, Bob. Yes, sir, Bob, because it's 1954. Uh, <laughs> second home run of the night for hey, Joey man. Gallo and a 10-4 Ranger win over the Marlins. Leave my Texas man alone, right? Yeah? Yeah. You want to stand by yes, yes sir, Bob? Bob? Yeah. You would. 
Strap it on, then. Sterling and the Yankees <laughs> beat the Reds last night, by the way, 4-2. Their first run scored while Cincinnati was turning a triple play in the second inning. That hadn't happened in 11 years. The Red Sox then lost their fourth straight, 6-5 in 13 in Seattle. Boston now leads New York by just a game in the AL East. The Sox did make a trade last night, getting veteran infielder Eduardo Nunez from the Giants for two minor leaguers. Cleveland outscored Anaheim 11-7 in 11. KC a 3-1 win in Detroit and Tampa Bay beat Baltimore 5-4. The Dodgers down the Twins 6-2 for their 70th win of the season. The Astros blanked the Phils 5-0 in Milwaukee, an 8-0 victory in Washington. The Nats say Steven Strasburg has a nerve impingement in his right forearm but should make his next start later this week. Strasburg left after just two innings on Sunday. And from the octagon, John Jones and Brock Lesnar expressing mutual interest in a fight. Jones brought it up first, then Lesnar said anytime, anywhere, when asked for a response by the AP. First, though, Jones meets Daniel Cormier this weekend at UFC 2-something. Greg, back to you. UFC 2-something. Thanks, Bogus. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Joining us right now is Bob Nightingale, USA Today, sports MLB columnist and MLB Network insider as we approach this trade deadline. Bob, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, doing great. How about you guys? We're doing very well. Uh, how's this market shaping up right now? You feel like it's uh, more of a buyer's market as we stand here today? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a ton of relievers in the market right now, and just a couple. Uh, you know, but just a couple of good starters. Uh, so I think it'll be we'll we'll see a lot of volume here. I'm not sure about how many how many star quality. When you look at the NL Central, you know, other than the Reds, it, it, it's pretty tight there, and I don't think, at least I wasn't aware that the Brewers would be sitting atop of it as we sit here today, getting closer to the trade deadline. What has been the reason for their uh, resurgence? Well, you see, offense has been, uh, you know, spectacular. Uh, you know, defense has been a, uh, I mean, the, p- the pitching's just been okay. It's starting to fade right now. So, you know, they're going to get Anthony Schwarzak from the Chicago White Sox. And it's sold on the Sunday Gray sweepstakes along with the Yankees. I think for them to stay in this thing, realistically, they need a guy like Gray. Well, you, you just mentioned Gray, and yet yeah, there's been a lot of talk surrounding him. How much is it going to take to get Sonny Gray? Is Sonny Gray still that dominant guy that he was a few years ago? Well, uh, injury prone. Now he's not throwing his curveballs much, so scouts wonder, hey, is this guy protecting his arm? Is something wrong? You know, it won't cost as much as what the Cubs give up with Quintana. Quintana, you know, had another year of uh, control through 2020. Much more steady pitcher. So you still got to give up two decent guys, but not not a uh, as big a stud as you had to give up for uh, Quintana. Read your column in USA Today about two mid-market teams in each of the leagues, the Kansas City Royals and the Pittsburgh Pirates, who were thought to be sellers now turning into buyers because of how well they have played. Names like Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon and Mike Moustakis that were supposed to be on the move now staying and maybe awaiting a new teammates as they make a run. Uh, what do you expect out of these two teams as we approach the deadline? Well, the Royals have been very aggressive. I think they're going to go get a starter, too. Uh, you know, they still have a chance to win the Central. They're right there, uh, certainly as a wild card team. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, same thing. They're, they've uh, played better baseball than any team in the division uh, for about two months now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's probably Cubs division to lose, but they're hanging right there. And if they don't get it, they still get the wild card possibility. 
Speaking of Cubs, man, a lot of drama in that game uh, yesterday. The White Sox and the Cubs, uh, about four or five hit batsmen, and you, you had uh, Chris Bryant being kicked out, ejected out of his first ball game. Hulk Harrelson uh, up there uh, going after uh, uh, the pitcher for uh, for the uh, for, for uh, was it John Lackey? Uh, he was going after the pitcher for the Cubs, so that got pretty heated. A uh, lot of blab, bad blood between these two. Uh, just a little bit, you know. It, it was surprising because it's been kind of a dormant rivalry. Uh, no one's really made much of it. It's been kind of boring, and all of a sudden now it's heated up. I mean, the White Sox, uh, you know, they hate the fact that Cubs win the World Series. They wanted to be the, uh, you know, they did in '05, and uh, people forget they even did it. So I think a little resentful all the attention the Cubs, uh, you know, got for doing that. So, but you know, not enough attention not to make a big trade with each other. So I mean, the White Sox. If the Cubs do get back to the World Series, the White Sox are only going to have a hand in it. G. Owen Jones of Bob Nightingale of USA Today and MLB Network. The Dodgers and the Astros have been cruising through most of the season. Uh, do you expect a big move out of either of them to ensure their uh, World Series odds or improve them just a little bit? I would think they, they would both have to, you know. Uh, Houston really like to have Sonny Gray, if not, you know, just like the Dodgers. They'd like to have you Darvish. We'll see if he becomes available. I mean, the Rangers are kind of hanging tough, have a very soft schedule the rest of the way. Only play 12 games uh, with teams over 500. Uh, so, yeah, Darvish and are both Raiders. I think as good as these two teams are, they got to do something because it's not good enough just to win the division, get the playoffs. You know, they need to go deep, just like last year when the Cubs – had a 20-game lead when they went and got a, uh, a Rollis Chapman from the Yankees. That was a difference maker for the World Series. Every year, everyone jumps on the Nationals bandwagon. They're there, uh, you know, top the East again. You have faith in them winning, possibly winning a, a playoff series finally? Yeah, they should. I mean, they need Strasburg to be healthy to go with Scherzer and, uh, and of course, Joe Gonzalez. Uh, you know, a very good team. Now they got their bullpen pieces. Uh, you know, then this is the year they finally have to win a playoff series. We'll see. You know, if you play uh, the Dodgers and someone else plays these guys uh, in the playoffs, you kind of like the Nationals' chances just because of that rotation being so strong. Gio and Jones of Bob Nightingale on CBS Sports Radio. Yesterday we had Jim Bowden on, and we were talking about uh, his rift with John Heyman back and forth about the Yankees inquiring about John Carlos Stanton. Um, I guess we decided we we're going to be on Bowden's side on, on that one, that that didn't happen. But how aggressive is Brian Cashman, and how willing is he to part with the top-tier prospects in his organization that he's accumulated recently to go out and really compete in, in 2017? Well, I mean, Sonny Gray makes sense, and so does Quintana, just because you have the guy under control. I mean, he got great through 2019. They're going to need some pitching help. Uh, that being said, they're not going to just jump with the uh, their prospects to kind of go for this thing. Uh, they've been rebuilding this thing for a while. They want to continue doing so. So I don't think they would just empty the cupboard for, for, for anybody. I don't care who it is. Uh, you know, Gray makes sense. I'm not sure anybody else really makes sense for them right now. Bob, I saw where Pablo Sandoval, he's signed with the uh, Giants minor league contract. What's happened to him? Was it just getting – Becoming a fat cat, literally and figuratively, uh, got the huge contract after the Giants win the, the the title again. Goes to the Red Sox and does nothing. 
Well, yeah. I mean, he got very heavy there for a while. Then got himself in good shape during the offseason. He just wasn't, you know, a, a good player. I mean, obviously, the uh, the Red Sox never thought he would return. Or else it would have eaten $50 million of that contract. You know, for the Giants, hey, it makes sense. Might as well take a gamble on the guy. Uh, you know, beloved in San Francisco. And uh, it, it's, it's a free look. But, yeah, it's when those guys hit a wall. And I can't really say the Red Sox overpaid because – the uh, San Francisco Giants were offered the same thing, and the Padres offered even more than both those teams. So it was just one of those things where uh, a guy hit a wall very quickly. We'll see if he can uh, bounce back or bounce back or not. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in San Francisco. Another guy who's a, a former Red Sox, Jacoby Ellsbury, uh, he's been benched the last couple ball games. He's been a pinch runner. That's it. And he has a lot of money left on his deal. What what route can the Yankees take to, you know, deal with this situation? Because they love these young outfitters. You just attested to that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't see the Yankees getting that kind of money. You know, like the uh, Red Sox do with Sandoval. Worst comes to worst, you know, you make him your fourth outfielder. You know, kind of embarrassing to have a guy making that much money as your fourth outfielder. But I think that's what we become. I'm still a very useful player. If they want to eat some of that money and trade them, they can. I just don't see his trade value, you know, being such where you know they'll get anything back at this point. All right, Bob, what's your gut feeling right now? Who do you like in in both leagues as we stand before the deadline? I know many things can change, but as you've seen these teams uh, mature, is it as easy as as Dodgers Astros? Or you have a feeling uh, somewhere else? You know, before the season started, I had the Red Sox. I'll stick with them just because that rotation and they're kind of scuffling right now. But when you have a uh, you know, Chris Sale and, and David Price and Rick Porcello, one, two, three. Craig Kimball back in the bullpen. I like that team an awful lot. I think the National League is wide open. I think if the Cubs get Verlander, I'll go back with the Cubs. Uh, if the Dodgers beef up and uh, get Darvish, I'll, I'll go Dodgers. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, I'll go Nationals. I just think now's our time. I just, you know, it's a very good team. Harper's had an outstanding year. And a lot of things go right for them. So I'll go Nationals if Darvish isn't traded at Houston or L.A. Be one of the 168,000 Bob Nightingale followers at B Nightingale on Twitter. Check him out on USA Today and the MLB Network. Bob, always love talking to you. Thanks for the time this morning. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Bob Nightingale, <laughs> breaking down that trade deadline. That's right. What are you giggling about there? Nothing, sir. Okay, that's right. Don't call me sir. I'm too young for that. <laughs> that's why I called you sir. Going right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, it's Eliza Schlesinger, and you're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Who wins a game of beer pong between all of you guys? Hmm. Hashtag ask the pros. Sign up to be an O Rewards member today and start earning instantly. O Rewards members earn $5 back for every 150 points you earn. It's fast, easy, and free. And only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. See store for details. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Bogish is walking into the studio right now, and it may be because he left his headphones in here. It may be because he wants to add to the Ask the Pros question. Now, before Bogish walked in here, my answer was going to be Bogish could win a game of beer pong between us because he is, like, 
out of all of us. Cool. No. Yeah. Quintessential white Bud Light <laughs> drinking college dude. Out of all of us. And that is the person who's really good at beer pong. Hmm. So I think that Bogish probably has a leg up. In the game, and I have proof here and a witness, in the somewhat drunk backyard Olympics, the game that I will take anybody on, and I have one witness, maybe two, I forget if Pete was around for this too. I was. Is Cornhole. I will mm-hmm. take anybody out in cornhole. Beer pong, I'm willing to say cornhole. Not so much cornhole. Yeah, the beanbag. Right. Toss. You you, yeah. have, you have to drink if you don't get it in a hole. Well, there's. <laughs> We're talking about the game with the boards and the beanbags. Right. The uh, drive no... it on then. <laughs> Man, talking about backyard game. I can't even. I mean, you guys being adult. Jeez, for a minute, trying to walk around. I mean, one like segment landmines everywhere in this. Um, no, but you I are not shake. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mr. Instagram model pimp. What? <laughs> First of all, Greg suggested two of the three that day. How many did you suggest? Well, only really one. When Greg was Reluctantly. out, reluctantly. How many did you show me when he was out? I think a couple. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to anyway, be friends with you. That's you, the one you, thing you like is girls. I'm going to show you. I know. It's like it's oh, like that's the only way to get to me. Yeah. Basically, it's like when I try to get my dog in from outside the backyard. I go treat, treat. It comes running. That's what we have to do to get your attention. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't even like big booty, but yeah. I like her. Okay, proceed, G. Uh, so anyway, cornhole, the beanbag toss right. thing, and you don't need to drink all the time. I think that I actually, when I take the edge off mm-hmm. a couple of drinks, I actually get better right. at it. So you think bogus? You, you just gonna automatically assume that bogus would win. In beer pong, I would. Well, yeah, I would. He would be my choice in that. I, I mean, I, I appreciate your confidence. Yeah, I think you're wrong. Okay, so he can handle his alcohol better than. Well, I just uh, think that he's probably participated more than the rest of us. One of the best no. beer pong outings I ever had was in Playa del Carmen, and I whipped butt. Did you? Yes. Mm. Matter of fact, we were doing tequila. We said to hell with the, wow, the beer. Tequila yeah, we, we switched oh, that over is a tequila. man's game. Tequila yeah, we, we switched over to tequila. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it, it was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, better be good tequila. I was. Come on, now. I can't go any cheap tequila. Uh, it was great. Uh, so back in the day, I, I, I probably could hang with you, Bogus. Today, no. You're no. right. As we sit here today, no. But. The old Brian, yeah. All right, how about you two guys in there? Anybody want to claim that they're a beer pong savant? I think I could do all right. All right. Okay. You've seen me shoot small balls in the newsroom. <laughs> I have. You're very, very good at that. With the small balls, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm you... great with the small balls in there. <laughs> very, yes. <laughs> no, I am. Here we go again. Well, we know. <laughs> we, it's, yes, every day in the car. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> Pete? Uh, I'm like Lucas Duda. I'm very streaky. Oh, okay. I have oh. good stretches, and then I just nobody disappear. knows who he is. Yeah, I know. First baseman <laughs> of the on, Mets. Come on, Pete. I mean, <laughs> making Lucas Duda references on this show. So every now and then, you 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 get on a streak in in beer pong. That's right. I get right. on a hot streak four or five in a row, right. and right. that's it. All right. So I'm going to still say bogish. Oh, as we said it today, yeah. No I'm going to say bogish. Yeah. Thank you. I'll yeah. say... When was the last time you participated in beer pong? Uh, it's been a long time. Actually, uh, while Greg has cornhole, I've become very fond of ladder toss. You played this game? Ladder toss? Yeah. That's, that's when it's called, and on the bag it comes in. It's like uh, 
PVC pipe, like three rungs, and you've got two golf balls attached by a string, and you got a wrap, you throw it from a distance, and the ball wraps around one of the three rungs, and the highest one is the most points. Huh. It's fun. White folk games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when folks aren't shooting your dogs in the front yard, yeah, you got to figure out what to do. do. Yeah. Like can jam. Uh, what do you think yes. of that one? Can jam. You know, can jam. What the hell is that? Yeah, this is another the past the time in the backyard if you're white game. Um, <laughs> How do you think I built up my speed, <laughs> yeah. man? When there's no fear of bullets. Yeah. You got, right. There's Frisbee. so much fun you can have in your yard. I, 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 I would not have been an athlete. So you get uh, two people, <laughs> all right, teams of two, and you get this, like, garbage can-looking thing. All right. It's got a slot in the middle. All right, on each side. Okay. And you have a Frisbee, and you toss the Frisbee towards the garbage can, and you try to get it in the slot if you can, but that's difficult. Right. But then the other person on your team can smack the Frisbee into the garbage can. Can't grab it and put it in there. Has to hit it in. Like, you know, j- like jam it in like that. So that's another. Okay. Yeah. Listen, right. uh, there's probably going to be a bogish house barbecue before the summer's over. I have all <laughs> three of these games, cornhole, ladder Do toss. You? And can jam. Look at you, you. You you make the trip, Ryan. We'll play whatever you want. When is this? I yeah, might have to I don't, show I don't know yet. Dominoes. Sometime in August. Wow. I love dominoes. You have dominoes? I don't have dominoes. I'll bring my own. Okay. Brian yeah. in the corner with a blunt domino. <laughs> That's why we play can jam. By yourself. Unless you bring a friend. See you like squatting down. Like, I don't care. <laughs> by myself. Kids all going to be around. Huh? <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. What is that guy doing in the corner? <laughs> I just see like your neighbors show up with like a casserole and then just hand it to you and leave. Um, um, Andrew, <laughs> there's a man in your the corner of your yard. I thought we had an agreement. <laughs> no one sounded the alarm. <laughs> yeah. We have a neighborhood watch for a reason. Your HOA fees are going up. After this. Uh, Is he playing? <laughs> Why is he slamming them? Damn, <laughs> bitch! <laughs> oh, that'd be one hell of a scene. I, oh, man, I, I tell we, you. We have to create that scene. Let's do it. <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> Guess who's coming to the barbecue? You know that there's one in your backyard, right? <laughs> one of what? <laughs> All right, so I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I'll respond next year. Okay. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> did you do it too? I did the same thing. Oh, you get on me about responding? I, no, I, I admitted it. I admitted it. Oh, I wow. responded even later than you did. It was very confusing. It was very confusing. Yes, that was my point. It's like, damn, did I just get this? Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate. <laughs> it. Oh, I can't make it. Appreciate <laughs> me the but, uh, That was a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. I threw the dominoes out. <laughs> Bogus family barbecue. Do they get rowdy or the kids are around? It kind of keeps that. That's the governor on the party. Well, I, I, I thought we were doing an adults-only barbecue, so it could get rowdy, Ooh. but apparently that we're not. I oh, went to one last July 4th. Yeah, that wasn't our best there effort. There was four people That there. was the last-minute thing that didn't go very well. Oh, that's right. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. It was a failure. It there was. was no one there. It was. <laughs> it wasn't good. There was four, including me. And you drove long. Your, your round-trip drive was longer than you stayed at the house. Yes. Which is really your fault. Yes. Yeah. Then when are you having a housewarming party at your new day? Yeah. I don't think we are. <laughs> it's been a year. Yeah, Has seriously. it been a year? Yeah. You've been there a year already? Yep. I've only had two parties in 
our house in yeah. a year. And Those a are half. fun guys. Remember when we were invited year to and a half cool yeah. Kentucky Derby party? You, nobody was going to show up to that. <laughs> I do want to do another Geo and Jones boat day. I would like to do that. But you have like every weekend booked until Labor Day. I, I'm free on Saturdays. It's Fridays that, that might be more of an issue. So you're free on Saturday. Yeah, I can make it happen. Okay. I'm free this Saturday. Oh, are you? Yeah. See, I'm not. I know. And the weather's terrible. Yeah, I know. It, it, it turned out being crap. Would you come to a boat day? Sure. All right. Yes. I can I do in two weeks. A couple of weeks? The August 5th or whatever it is. Okay. We'll look into that. All right. I want to put that together. <laughs> oh, that's actually a, that's a potential, the likely barbecue date, too. At the oh, oh, August is it? 5th, so. oh, oh, yeah. Man. You can't come. Damn it. I'm here this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's a potential date? Yeah, oh, I think it's the likely date. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, just... Are you barbecuing? Yeah. Are you any good? I'm all right. All right. I'm all right. See, I'm I want right. to get Brian. This sounds weird, me saying this, but I want to get Brian alone out there on the boat. I want to see him like full action. I don't want him around Mike or Pete or Bogish. I want me and Brian. I want to take him to places on the boat and then unleash him. This sounds dangerous, Brian. That's what, what I do want. What do you mean full action? What does that mean? I don't want him. I don't want Mikey B to put you in a bad mood. Like I'll I just want, throw his ass overboard. How about I, that? You know, I want. I just want to have you, just me and you, cruising the two bros, and then landing over there, <laughs> and then having a great time. That's you know, instead of like catering to yeah. everybody's needs, and I got to worry about this guy, that guy. Yeah. I just want. That's what I want. I'd and, like that. And, and get get to chasing in the Hampton. I'm insulted that I'm being lumped in with those two guys in this conversation. I'm not yeah, you should cramp be Brian style. <laughs> I got to give them me. credit, though, last year. Mikey B and Pete, they came out. Except for Mikey B leaving his shoes. <laughs> and his Fitbit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you found that by accident, didn't you? Yeah, I was like, what in the hell? It was like melted. On the <laughs> yeah, it didn't really work. <laughs> so he was on a boat for like a week and a half. Yeah, the Take... mileage is now messed up. <laughs> we don't do enough social stuff, this group here. We really don't, you know? I don't know whose fault it is. Probably That's, Brian's. No, no, no. We have a new rooftop bar we need to uh, go christen as well. So I'll let be me there. know when you're ready. Peace. I'll be there. Come on. Free alcohol. I'll be there. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. We could build the train set together. <laughs> right in the middle of that bar. Oh, by the way, the uh, the train, the wooden train table that uh, Tiki gave to Tyrion that's been sitting in the newsroom for a year, you can get for 80 bucks at Walmart. 70 Oh, sorry. 70 bucks mm-hmm. at Walmart. So we will take, because we're going to sell it now. We're going to take matters into our own hands. We'll take 50 for it. <laughs> so if anybody's got a small child who likes wood and trains, well, then give us a call. Give us a ring at 855 It's going to be like Tradio. We, <laughs> we got a wood, wood and train to, table. They need we, to pick we sold, it up. Didn't we sell those shoes? Yeah. Shoes. yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, we actually mailed those shoes to somebody. Yeah. We're not mailing this train to somebody. they got to come get it, right? Uh, no, we'll mail it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I'll pay for the postage. All care. right. Got to get it out of here. Mm. Got to get it out of here. <laughs> Selling about people time. stuff. I'll use the $50 to mail it just to get, to get it out. It's time. Thanks to Bob Nightingale, Mikey B, PDB, Bogish, Jacqueline. Talk to you tomorrow. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.